and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? Shitter is full! Ah, yeah. You checked our shitters, honey? Broadcasting live from the Booze League headquarters. 16.0 ounces on the dial. The Commish Wiley Withers. Coley Wyman. Sandro Arevalo. This is the Boozecast. Catch up on what you missed online at boozeleague.com and on your mobile device on iHeart or iTunes. All right, let's get it started. In some of my songs, I have casually mentioned the fact that I like to drink beer. This little song. All right, everyone, welcome into Draft 74. Coming at you here in uh, in a December 2020. We finally made it to the last goddamn month Crazy. of 2020. Thank God for that. Hooray! Anybody listening to this and anybody not listening to this deserves some type of medal or a prize or something, I'm guessing. Because um, right. it has just been hell for most What do you think about, life. like, babies that are born on this year, 2020? Are they just, like, significantly, like... Cursed th- for the rest of their lives? Possibly. Or are they just getting all the bad shit out of the way now? <laughs> I, that's kind of what I'm thinking. I think, you know, look, it can't get any worse than being born in 2020, so... I mean, you know. I don't know. I feel like 2021 is shaping up to be a lot like 2020. Yeah. you know, Firestone canceled the Invitational again. Yeah. Again, yeah. Well, that was some bad news we got today. But, I saw that coming, though. But, Sancho, would you rather be, like, born in this time, or would you rather be, like, an elderly person at this time going, like, I did everything for this? Yeah, I don't know. Hopefully by the time I'm elderly, I'm like so senile or just really high on drugs that it'll just be cool. It won't matter. So. <laughs> oh, and by the way, uh, let's let's get to it. Uh, we have the guru riding shotgun with us uh, today. What up, guru? It's been a long time. I miss you all. Well, it's it's good to have you back on. Um, and good. Everyone to, uh, misses you, guru. And we're excited to have you here, like for the whole hour or hour. Yeah. Usually, we hit about an hour and five minutes, so we're sure excited is. to have you here for sixty-five minutes. As um, am I. Because we have the guru here, we are going to go over a, a update on our fourth announces fantasy league. Um, I got uh, some pretty good news here that we can uh, get into. Re- this really good news for me on that. I mean, I'm in first place, so. No, yeah, we, we, you know what? We can get to your gloating. It's, it's, uh, I mean, we can get segment. to that now if you want. That's fine with me. Oh, that's fine. It's going to be the first segment, <laughs> so we'll get to it real quick. So, hold your wad there, buddy. Um, oh, I've got, is, I've got wads. Oh, wads for days. Huh? <laughs> she's got wads. I've got a beer of the day, y'all. Yeah, she's got a beer of the day we got to get to, so let's... Um, nice. Well, you know what? Let's just get to it. Uh, Coley? <laughs> Beer is a fermented beverage made with cereals and w- w- water. The beer of the day. So I am drinking Santa Monica Brew Works Head in the Clouds. It's a juicy double IPA. Eight and a half percent alcohol by volume. Alcohol. Uh, they say on the can, because I couldn't find anything on Untapped that was really worthwhile to read. It says, live a part of each day with your head in the clouds. This award-winning juicy double IPA is brewed for the dreamers who seek an elevated beer experience. Brewed with Citra, Mosaic, Summit, and Wakatu. Wakatu. That sounds exotic. Give it to him. It has a 3.94 on Untapped. There you go. That's that's good. Oh, shoot. That's got a little splushy-splashy. Nice. Let's try it here. 
I'm thirsty enough after pouring mine as well. It smells really juicy. Nick's gonna be like, why are the keyboard all sticky? Oh, it's don't worry. It's only my laptop. He doesn't know how to work Max. I would say usually Coley's asking that question. <laughs> well, it's me again. <laughs> Coley, do you ever? Oh, go ahead. No, go for it. I was just gonna say it's actually really light. It's not what I expected. Nice. Um, very easy to drink. Say really like light. that. IBUs are pretty low on it. Um, I don't know if it has IBUs. But just like well, taste-wise. Yes, it doesn't. It's not super bitter. Uh, there is no IBUs on Untapped either, and not on the can. How about new? Uh, yeah, I can really taste the Citra and Mosaic. I love Mosaic hops, so I think maybe that's why I'm a fan of this. Nice. I think Mosaic's probably my favorite hop. Like, I tend to gravitate, even just like pale ales, if they're Mosaic, then, then I'm in. Yes, that's usually my favorite, is a Mosaic pale. So, this is actually delicious, and I recommend delicious. anyone who can get their hands on Santa Monica Brewworks head in the clouds to do so. I don't know that I've ever had a Santa Monica Brewworks beer. So this is, it's almost like cool. some inside information. It's good it's to like know. It's like a cute little can too. There's like a little surfer guy. It's very cute. That's, that's, that's on point for a, for a Santa Monica. Right? Booze League Radio. All right. Uh, beer of the day done. Um, and so, all right, Sancho, now we're going to move on to our fourth announces update. Nice. I know. Um, tell the people, Wiley. Tell the people what's up. <laughs> you're, you're actually like, dude. Just tell me, tell me who you know. Tell me who your daddy is. I don't get it's a lot something. of these moments, man. So I'm taking it in, especially fantasy football. Like I've been watching the league. I'm getting all pumped on this shit, man. I'm taking this, that, riding it high. Now that's one thing I miss is the league. I so wish they hadn't uh, ended that show. I mean, I get why they did. <laughs> but damn, that's a good show. I still need to catch up on that. It's so Oops. silly. Oh, it's so good. I know, uh, Guru, I think uh, we've had epic text conversations about Oh, absolutely. Uh, we went the all the way through the show. So, all right. Let's well, go. let's talk a little bit about uh, fourth announces, our little slice of the league. So, what are we on now? Uh, week uh, 13, I think, right? Is that what yes. we're in? Yeah. So, all right. So, and I think the last uh, game of week 12 is happening right now between your Dallas Cowboys, America's team, and some team from Maryland. Yeah, there's no when, there's no Wednesday night football this week. It's so crazy. I know it's so weird. No Wednesday night football. My God. Hey, there's Tyson fought Roy Jones this year. Anything's possible. Oh. Yeah, there's only... Oh, dude, is it there... looks like he just got picked off there, Wiley. Don't tell me, Jesus Christ. Yeah, dude, Sancho right now is just sitting in a whole cloud of his own smugness. <laughs> I love it. It's amazing. All right, so let's go ahead and talk about um, what we got going on here. I am not doing as well as I did last year at all. So in first place, it's your Sancho Aravalo. Come on. Uh, at nine and three. Good job, Otters, buddy. Thank Otters you, bringing. Thank you. Otters uh, coming in number two. Otters like anal. Otters uh, there. Uh, <laughs> Who eight does and number four. two work for? Otter. <laughs> Otter works for Otter. Otter pops. Otter shit pops. Yeah. Otters like anal. Um, Zach, our former Florida man, the Pudge Abides. Um, do you know what? Uh, so we're going to actually start doing some cooking segments on Instagram Live with Zach. Um, not Instagram Live, just Instagram TV. But um, he does a whole lot of cook. Like, I don't know if you guys follow him on Instagram. You should. Uh, Zach underscore Spears, S-P-E-E-R-S. Um, but there's a whole lot of cooking going on on there. He and does a lot of barbecuing. Yeah, a lot of grilling. and mm. does a lot of dry rubbing. 
Yes, yes he does. Uh, he's in there at third at seven and five. Guru, you're tied for him. Uh, well, kind of tied for him at number four, seven and five as well. Hey, way to then go comes, there, guys. Then comes the commish. Philip Livers is the name of his team at six and six. Coley, you are also at six and six coming in at six. Yeah, 666. I'm only hitting you by like 30 points, so that could change over the next week or so. Um, Old Tug Jones from the Unfiltered Gentleman's Podcast. Gentlemen. Bringing up almost the rear at four and eight. Old Jimmy G. Unit is the name of his team. Um, And, of course, we all know. (laughs) (laughs) Nick's nice team. Nick's nice team. Well, it's me again. Nick's nice team um, with the second lowest score. Only Legendarily bad this year. Yeah. Only Tug Jones has a a lower score than him. But his record is (laughs) 1-11. I'm trying to remember who he beat. I don't think it was me. Oh, that's a good question. That's a good good question. He might have beat Tug. Keep going. Yeah, I look know. that up. I, I mean, shit, I lost three games. He might have beat me. <laughs> shit, he might have beat. I don't know. Now I'm all worried. Could have been me. Now I'm all nervous about it. Oh, man. <laughs> I, I think one of his like players had COVID or something. So you got to like watch out when like you wake up on Sunday morning. If you don't catch that, it's bad. Well, luckily, it seems like they're just kind of moving games uh, later in the week, which is yeah. good. But um, if, they're, if they're not doing that, then... Uh, yeah. Hey, you got to pay attention for that. Oh, good, I are. <laughs> yep. It's crazy, man. It's a whole new, Those like... Kamish beat him by two points. That was a close one. It must have happened way earlier. Who, who did he beat? Well, you beat him by just two points. That was the closest one I've seen Oh, I so remember, far. yeah. I'm going my, all my the way back to the beginning. Clenched. I remember it was early on. Oh, here it is. He beat me. Uh, that's funny you're the first one that said it wasn't me he's he's my Washington football team there you go the commish Coley Wyman Sandro Alevalo The Booze Cast. Well, why don't we roll on over into the Guru segment now? Let's um. Can we crack a beer before we do that? Sure. Well, I've cracked mine. I'll oh, get, are, I'll, are we like all cracking them at the same time and then just talking I, about them? Is that what's going I'm not, on? I'm not going to go with a dry throat during this. That's uh, what I, I, it's dangerous <laughs> if you do that. That's what. That's I exactly like what you said. I might pull a lynx. Pull a vocal cord. Blow one out. Stretch your vocal cords. Blow out a vocal cord. Blow out a vocal. That's what I did. That's that's sucks. Yes, you did. Were you like that commercial with the smoking lady that had like the oh my god, I smoke through this. (laughs) No, they actually. uh, (laughs) I couldn't talk for like three weeks. Yeah, I couldn't couldn't say a word. Let's talk some football with the guru. Let's talk. Let's talk some football. You know, I, I did take, obviously, the year away from fantasy. I'm sure my seven viewers miss me tremendously, and I miss them as well. But um not going to talk so much about fantasy football this year as I am uh, about the NFL because there's been some just amazing and groundbreaking stuff going on there. Uh, obviously, you know, we talked about it a little bit. COVID just flipped everything on its heels. Uh, but the NFL, you know, attacked it with a vengeance. So first let's talk about NFL COVID protocols. The pandemic obviously wreaked havoc on football like everything else and on professional sports in general. No preseason games, no organized team activities, uh, just lots of Zoom meetings basically was the preseason. 
there have been noticeable differences in injury patterns due to no OTAs or preseason games. A lot of ACLs early on, a lot of big player ACLs, and then a lot of slew, a big slew of foot and ankle injuries. I, I got to say, though, I've been pretty impressed. Actually, I've been thoroughly impressed with what the league's done to try to stay ahead of this thing. The NFL has been using, among other things, genomic sequencing to help with their contract, contact tracing. I just can't talk. Um, I was a biology major in college, and I also studied genetics. So quick genetics lesson, Boozley. Uh, DNA is a genetically coded double-stranded molecule that exists in all living things. It stores information like our hair color, our height, our eye color. Uh, RNA is a single-stranded molecule which provides code for the body to produce proteins which perform a variety of different functions in the body. Now, when a person's infected with COVID-19, the virus releases its RNA into the human body and it tricks us into thinking that it's actually our own. It's, it's sinister. Uh, it then hijacks our cells and basically uses us like a free Kinko's. It just pumps out new copies of the virus. So each time the COVID-19 virus passes on from one human to another, the genome of the virus changes slightly. So much like the Australian government did in Victoria back in July, the NFL is using this to do more accurate contact tracing. I really think that the scientific community is actually going to be able to use the efforts of the NFL and other major sporting organizations like baseball to develop better protocols for this novel virus that we've never seen before and even for future health threats. So, and, I have and, been, and, I, Guru, I have been surprised at considering that they're not doing a bubble kind of thing like the NBA. Um, that well, San Francisco is a, now. Yeah, but even though they're getting a lot of lot of positives, I, way less than I thought there'd be, considering how many people are involved in their traveling and, and just in, in one organization, yeah. how many people and, and are there. And thousands and thousands of staff, staff and stadium workers. I mean, in normal, normal times, millions of people go every week to see games. It's like, it's staggering. Um, but I mean, yeah, like, uh, we saw a lot of little fires start, but it seems like just about every time they put those fires out. So, um, I mean, how many teams were disproportionately affected by injury to the extent that they fell out of contention, if for no other reason? And a lot of that had to do with the indirect effects of COVID and not being able to get together. You know, muscles work in, in certain sequences and combinations, and, and joints take stresses in ways when these, you know, these top, top conditions athletes do. You know, they could be playing golf, racquetball, doing all kinds of things and being active the rest of the season, but it's not the same thing for the body. And without those reps, you just have, it, it, was, it was a mess, and we saw it was a mess early on. And, and, and of course, it, it wreaked havoc on fantasy. And a lot of decisions you have know, just baffled everybody, all the experts included, just because, you know, there's so many mitigating factors that you don't normally account for. Let's talk about something a little bit more fun than this because we don't get too heavy on a booze cast, do we? Um, favorite player? Because a lot of people ask me a lot of football questions throughout the year. So who's my favorite player right now? I would say it has to be DeKalen Zecharias Metcalf. DK oh, Metcalf, a true genetic anomaly. With that speed at his size, he's six foot four, 229 pounds, and can run a 4.3340. Uh, and, and yet he's probably best known this year for a defensive play in week seven, chasing down Buda Baker. Shoes, uh, you know, short screen pass all the way at the other goal line. Baker intercepts Russell Wilson, takes off for the other end zone. Metcalf runs 108.8 total scrimmage yards at a top speed of 22.64 miles per hour, according to Next Gen Stats. And 
that they've only been doing these stats for five years, and there's only been a couple years where somebody ran faster than that. And he is not the fastest. The only people who have run faster than that recorded speed are Matt Breida and Tyree Kill. Uh, he starts with about a 10-yard difference between him and Baker. Chases him down at about the 8-yard line. Buddha said it was the first time he ever got hocked in his entire life. Yeah. And DK got him. Yeah. And he was Mike, too. So if, if, you, if you have a chance, like, look up on NFL. Like, look up the Buddha being Mike. He's like, man, how do you catch me? He was like, <laughs> he was stunned. And I think, and everybody you saw it was stunned. So it's, it's, right now it's got to be DK Metcalf. He's, he's, just, he's not from, I don't think he's human. I think if he tested his DNA, you might match it up with something we've seen in some meteorites because he's, he's from another planet. What's, your, what's my favorite play this year? And I think everybody knows what the favorite play, probably most people's favorite play. Week 10, the Hale Murray. Oh, Kyler yeah. Murray. It was a walk-off 43-yard touchdown pass from Murray to DeAndre Hopkins. Murray's running sideways, under duress, hauls it with both feet in the air, D-hop in a literal tripod of Buffalo's defenders. He burned three-quarters of their secondary and their three best, Tredavious White, Jordan Poyer, Micah Hyde, and he leaps above all of them. And he just, it, it couldn't have been, I mean, you couldn't write it better than that. Wins the game, and uh, absolute perfection. So, uh, I mean, there's, what, four weeks left in the regular season. So a lot of people ask me right now, who's, who's going to make it to the show? And honestly, Super Bowl-worthy teams, there's a lot of them right now. Obviously, the Chiefs still look great. Um, can the Saints. defense do? What's that? What's that, Colby? Saints. Saints. I'm going to get to them. I'm going to get to your Saints. Just saying. <laughs> oh, my God. You're just Satan. <laughs> just uh, Satan. Satan. Uh, the Chiefs, can the defense do well enough to keep this powerhouse offense rested? And that's pretty much been the that's been the story with Chiefs for years now. Um, they have an embarrassment of riches on offense. But their defense really has to keep consistent enough to not have to rely on the offense doing all the work. Sounds like uh, metering Packers. college. <laughs> What's that? So it sounds like metering college. Embarrassment of riches. <laughs> oh, wait, that's did you say riches? Said. Oh, my bad. No, yeah, yeah, an embarrassment of, <laughs> of riches. riches. Sorry. I had riches. I had an embarrassment of really? riches. What's up? Uh, so how about the Green Bay Packers? I mean, I think they look the best that they've had in the Rodgers era right now. Yeah, weird because everyone was kind of counting old Rodgers out. They're like, dude, he's got an attitude. You know, He's getting older, blah, blah, blah. And dude, he's just fucking falling right I, now. Yeah, I mean, people were dropping them from their fantasy teams, Wiley. Cole, you want to talk about the Saints? <laughs> no, you, no, go right ahead. I, no, I'm, I'm here okay. to listen about my okay. wonderful team. Well, here's so so obviously uh, Drew, uh, Drew Brees is out with injury, and it's going to be a while before he comes back in. <clears throat> so they put in Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill's easily the best gadget quarterback, one of the best gadget players in the NFL. So a big question was, would that translate to running an offense? And really, with his ability to run. They're making it happen. So the question is, can they just keep this going? It's Taysom Hill seems like one of those players where you can study film on him because these guys have several weeks of film on this guy now, and he still gets away with stuff. So um, the rest of the team looks good. Their 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 defense is holding pretty strong. Uh, they they're looking really balanced on offense right now. Uh, if you're a fantasy owner of uh, Alvin Kamara, though, you, you Taysom Hill. I've heard him described as that guy on. On the, the 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 college team that comes and in and he's just really good at everything and neither side likes him. <laughs> All right, fair enough. I can hear that. 
Because, like, really, like, in terms of fantasy. Because if you're fantasy, you don't like him because he, he took your, your number one Hundreds. running back and basically turned him into a w, uh, an RB2 with upside. And uh, that's because he does so much of the work on the ground. Um, the Bills are looking really good. Uh, the Bills still have a good defense, even though uh, D-Hop burned them. Uh, Josh Allen's looking really good right now. He's kind of softened up a little bit for a while, but he's looking really good right now. Um the people beating the Cowboys right now, the Ravens, I don't know. They're they they they're looking really soft lately. I I don't know. Uh who do you guys like? I mean, obviously, you got the Steelers. Obvious uh, I like Miami. I think Miami is a highly underrated good. team. They're a highly underrated team, and every time somebody counts them out, like they're always going to do probably for the next 20 years, they <laughs> seem to be getting it done. And it doesn't matter who's they got at quarterback. And their defense has also been winning games. So can we um, talk about the Jets who have zero wins? <laughs> yeah, do, do we know a Jets fan? I don't think I know a Jets no, fan. No. I know one person who works with Banana Hammock Stevo, and I, Billy, if you're listening, I'm sorry. Let's just, Billy, whatever happens this year, you're going to have your pick of the litter come the next draft. Yeah. Hang I'm in wondering there, if they'll go goose egg like the Lions did in like 2008, 2009. It's starting to look like it. I'm thinking. I think so, too. I just had to throw that in there. It just makes me giggle, and I know it's terrible, and I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. Schadenfreude is real. Oh, 100%. Absolutely. I get it all the time. Take, take pleasure in the misery, of, especially of the people that you love and care about. Dude, I, I feel like I'm guilty because like every time there's a, a Instagram video of some kid get hit in the face with a soccer ball, I laugh. Yeah. You know, I, I, I don't know what it is. I feel bad. It's funny. That's what it is. <laughs> well, football uh, definitely lends itself to these moments. And, absolutely. You know, I mean, it's just, it, there's been so many amazing things happening on the field this year. So, it, and I, really, I'm just grateful for football. I'm grateful for the season because, you know what, I was kind of like, I'm probably in a better place emotionally than I was around the beginning of the season. And, uh, I wasn't really excited about it. And I was like, okay, I'll play fantasy. I made a decision not to write because Guru's been taking care of a lot of other things in his life and making some, like, great, great strides in other areas and just been, like, attacking things, you know. And uh, But I played, and it's just, like, just having that, just getting, being able to set the clock, the alarm clock for an hour before on Sunday morning and having another couple games during the week or four different days of the week this you have, year. You have to set the alarm clock to be up for a 10 o'clock game. Goddamn right. Hey, don't forget <laughs> the guru has chronic insomnia. <laughs> oh, sometimes I'll see 3, 4 in the morning routinely, but I've oh, been pretty shit. good about that lately. Hell but that. yeah, um, sleep sleep what? comes at a price sometimes. I'm thankful for the season because it's just one more day I cannot be sober and have to deal with 2020 and COVID and... <laughs> It's a nice little distraction. There you go. Yeah, it is for sure. It it really is a beautiful uh, escape. And you know what? Every time I hear Scott Hansen's words every Sunday, I still get pumped. Seven hours of commercial free football start now, and then I'm just set. I'm set for the next seven hours. You have Scott Hansen. We have Andrew Siciliano. Don't say that so loud. He can literally hear what you're saying right now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I've only seen. I've only heard his broadcast once at the commission's house. I got to be honest, like. I kind of got into red zone with Scott Hansen, like because that, that would basically uh, Siciliano's only on. Uh, I think you guys have Directv, right? Yeah, or, he's only yeah. Directv. Scott Hansen's only Directv. So I got used to Scott Hansen, and my whole year with Siciliano, I'm like, dude, I can't handle this guy. I just can't do it. 
I'm, so a, that's I'm, what I started I'm a Scott Hansen guy. You know yeah, what? Yeah. For me, Scott Hansen. Scott Hansen is just the consummate announcer. I mean, he's so dialed in. He's so polished. And you know, I mean, I can't think of anybody else I'd want to hear do that broadcast. Uh, it's, it was very. And good. he's and and he just cel- they just celebrated their what was their two hundredth two hundredth episode, episode of Red Zone. Damn. And it was like two hundred two hundred games. So many ten thousand something touchdowns. Blah blah blah. One bathroom break in seven years. <laughs> Damn. That is false because so, in the second it in. in the second window, there's a lot of silence for about 20 minutes. No, no, no. Just going between games. It, so no, it's true. And he's been interviewed about it. He said what he does is he he stops drinking water a while before the broadcast. He does not drink any water during the broadcast, and he's only one time. Wow, that's crazy. Because you know you, he, he's you're 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 basically storyboarding in real time. Like you've you've got all the people. Uh, on crew that are piping you stuff, so you really can't be away from that desk, even when there's when there's breaks from you. Yeah, thanks, Guru. Um, dude. Yeah, that was some, that was epic. Some, some good football talk right there, man. It's been a while yeah, since man. I've had some good football talk, so that's good. I like that. It's nice to have some good football, and and and, and you know, this is the kind of shit uh, that you talk about, like when you're at a bar, buzzed up, right? So it's nice to be able to to get back to that a little bit. Yeah, so well, you know me, I'll talk this stuff anytime. Absolutely. I mean, it, it especially like to do it on here. And it, yeah, it's been months since I've been on the Boozecast. I'm so glad to be back and talking to everybody. It was good to have some time off to just attack life with a vengeance. And that's going really well. And hopefully we can get together soon and like actually like touch each other. Like, like, Whoa. like real. Whoa. I need an Wait. adult. <laughs> I didn't Stranger say touch danger. each other inappropriately. Stranger danger. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys, uh, you guys ready to... Ready to hear some news? Yeah, Absolutely. yeah, do it. Spanning the globe to bring you all the news that's fit to booze to, this is the Booze Line News. KBCE, Booze League Radio. All right, so our first story, Sex Pistols star Johnny Rotten, bitten by a flea after rescuing squirrels. <laughs> Wait, flee from Red Hot Chili Peppers? <laughs> no. Oh, be a, That's the almost he said awfully. Johnny Rotten, whose real name is John Lydon, has been bitten by a flea on his penis. Bollocks. Okay. The, se- the Sex Pistols star has been attacked by small parasitic bugs, which have left itchy bites all over his body, including his nether regions. He said, I looked down this morning at my willy, and there's a fucking flea bite on it (laughs) and there's another one on the inside of my leg johnny rotten age 64 endured his flea bites after he befriended a bunch of squirrels at his venice beach home in los angeles he has said he has a squirrel looking for a nut (laughs) indeed jesus uh big testicles he says uh Oh, uh, where, dude? I lost my place now. That's too funny. Uh, back up, back he's up. He's lucky it was just a flea that bit him, dude. <laughs> God. Oh my God. So, and he says he's he's taken to smothering himself in Vaseline to ease his discomfort because yeah, he doesn't sense. want to blame the poor squirrels. He added the bites. <laughs> wow, last night was murder because of it. The itching too. It's such a poxy thing to get caught out on. The only way around it, because I'm not going to blame the poor squirrels, is Vaseline is to Vaseline my legs. I just hope they don't get the wrong idea. 
He's so fucking weird. How many drugs you take to get to this stage, right? All of them. <laughs> I know. I'm like, well, All. <laughs> he All is of part of the above. Sex Pistols. He says, uh, I'm determined to keep my squirrel friends independent, you know? There's no petting. If they want to nudge up, that's fine. But I know, Sandro, but I know it's for a peanut, not because I'm lovely. <laughs> I'm literally looking for a nut. Well, he's not enabling them. Oh, he's gosh, not enabling yeah. the squirrels. I think that's no. admirable. He says, wow, do they love me for the food I buy them. I'm definitely spending a lot of money on these little fuckers. <laughs> oh, my God. This guy sounds like a trip. Dude, yeah, Johnny John Lydon is a trip. Yeah, for sure. I don't think he's ever not been. That guy's been there and done everything. Now it's All right, our uh, next one comes, uh, next story comes from Aurora, Colorado. Aurora oh police, 14-hour wait times at New In-N-Out, officers directing traffic. You know, my friend lives in Aurora, and she said that, like, it was insane because she's originally from California, and it was all over her Facebook that In-N-Out was opening in Aurora in her hometown now, and she was very excited. Oh, it's the wow. first. Okay. So in Texas, they were really, like, into the difference between Whataburger and In-N-Out. Like, oh, everyone had now. an opinion. It's like either you were a Whataburger or an In-N-Out person, and, like, that was it. There was no both or oh, two in between. Everyone I know from Texas, they, they go out of their way to bring up Whataburger and, and, and talk shit on Oh, on I hear In-N-Out it on the tailgate group like, all the time. Have you had one? I, I didn't have one when no, I was No, dude, no. I didn't see one. I probably would have, but I didn't, one I didn't come across one, so. They also what? rave about Waffle House, and it's one of the worst breakfasts I ever had. <laughs> and that's only one try, so maybe it was just a bad shift. Hey, well, shout out to our honestly, Texas listeners. Oh, yeah. I <laughs> I'll try like it again, I promise. in out is really mediocre. Yeah, I like it. I think it's pretty good. but. Yeah, I mean, every once in a while on the road, it's probably better than, in my opinion, than maybe eating McDonald's or Burger King. So, well, that's, yes, but... that's, that's kind of where I come from on it. The one, uh, the Habit Burger is pretty good. I don't know. Oh, the Habit is like way better. The Food Habit, in general. The Habit's good. Yeah, I like the French that fries so much better. Oh, oh so, yeah, um... In and Out fries are gross. <laughs> or they yeah. can, they get all congealed. They're good, yeah. like right out of the fryer. So Sorry, the, Lily. Um, no, that's okay. Uh, Aurora <laughs> police were tweeting, kind of live tweeting what was going on with these. There were two that opened, one in Aurora and one in Colorado Springs. Uh, the Aurora police, uh, this is November 20th, they tweeted this out, which is the day it opened. Um, they say, uh, In-N-Out Burger is now at a 12-hour wait. I repeat, 12 hours. Traffic is still significantly impacted in the areas surrounding the mall. They will close before you get to the window, most likely. Meanwhile, <laughs> other local eateries do not have a wait. Hint, hint. <laughs> Just think uh, if they wait 20 years, it'll be a nice half-hour wait like we get. Yeah, right? I mean, damn. Like, we still have to wait quite a long time here. Um, yeah, we do. There's always cars out in the street. It's like when I'm driving by one and I don't see any cars, I, like, drive in just because i like, what? Absolutely. Holy shit. Look at that. No line. What? I feel the same way about pinks in in the Hollywood. If I pass pinks and there's no one there, I'm getting a hot dog. Uh, That's classic. Second dinner, second lunch. There you go, for sure. All right, hey, before we move on to the the third story of the day, um, Sancho, you want to do your beer of the day? Yeah, for sure, guys. So I have another double hazy, um, and this one comes to you from Firestone Walker Brewery. It is the double mind haze. So this is a booze league first right oh, here. Oh shit! Because this beer, it's see you can see it's a shiner can on here. Um, 
This wow. gear is going to be part of the 2021 portfolio. Right now, you can find it in tap rooms. Um, if you're you know cruising up and down the coast, or if you get a growler or a crowler to go, you can get the double mind haze. Um, and then this batch doesn't have the coconut either, which is really cool. Um, it's just it's just like mind haze's big brother. It tastes amazing. It's like the super easy to drink low ibus super tropical um the big difference though is that it's just got this warmth that like just blankets you and so like <laughs> with this cold months right now you know it definitely is is solid but i mean this is a beer that can very easily uh be a favorite it's super easy to drink people are already um putting in untapped ratings at 4.09 oh. and uh it's gonna have a really groovy purple swirly thing to it i know that's not important as the beer itself, but uh, yeah, go out there, let your mind wander even more. Dude, you know, there, for there a second are... there, I, did, I thought you weren't talking about a beer. I thought you were talking about like a loved one. <laughs> Almost, a, I mean, a shit. Therapist, right? <laughs> Wraps <laughs> you in its warmth. And by the way, regarding can art, that is like there are hordes of influencers out there that would disagree with you on the fact that that's important. Because right. otherwise, what are people going to look at? Right? I know. So. Yeah, I feel you. <laughs> that's cool though yeah no and honestly i uh i was holding on to this beer not a long time because obviously drink it fresh but i wanted to uh, have it with you guys so you could try it but um because it's like a super like release special release that you know the brewery gave to me yeah i, I noticed that you waited till we did a remote one to bring that in huh no I, I've, <laughs> I've had it for a little while and i was like dude this isn't getting any fresher so yeah no of course yeah well that's i'll, so I'll get but... some more sancho's the fresh maker Exactly. For those who right. are traveling, yeah, swing in through a Firestone. Let us know what you think. Grab a double mind haze. Double mind haze. I'm gonna actually going to be up in the Central Coast next week, so I might grab a crowler of it. There you go. Oh, back down. Or maybe yeah. fill up one of our Booze League growlers that you can buy on BoozeLeague.com. How about those, that? Oh, they those keep are, your beer I, extra fresh. I still need to get cold. mine. I totally forgot about that. You don't uh, You don't have... Dude, Guru, we got to hook you up with some swag. You don't have enough swag. I need swag. I am missing swag from my life. <laughs> I'm I am swagless. I am low on swagless. Swag. He's all like <laughs> repping like 2018, 2019 swag. All right, let's get oh, on to our man. third, uh, our third and last um, uh, news story. Tequila bar files as a place of worship to skirt pandemic restrictions. That is genius. <laughs> Give that person the Nobel Prize. So this is uh, this actually took Take place all my money. Uh, in uh, <laughs> this is actually in England that all this went down. Of course. Church of the Poison Vine. So, for those who don't know, um, you know what? I'm missing I'm missing quite a bit here. Anyways, as of Wednesday, the United Kingdom had eased its nationwide pandemic mitigation lockdown, moving to a regional system. The new system assigns different parts of the country to one of three tiers, ranging from medium alert to very high alert, which is tier three. 400 rabbits, which is a Nottingham tequila bar, happens to reside in a tier three area, which means the bar has to remain closed. Meanwhile, houses of worship are allowed to resume their services in three or in tier three areas, which is why Food and Wine reported the bar's owner recently filed to reclassify the tequila joint as a place of meeting for religious worship. <laughs> That's awesome. Behold, the church of 400 rabbits. <laughs> so you can actually join uh, the church uh, for free as a bunny believer and uh, gain access, or you can pay to be a reverend of the righteous rabbit. And <laughs> if you is... do that, if you pay, I think it's like something like, uh, I think it's 20, 
I think pounds. it's fifty pound. I think it's fifty pounds. So I think it's like seventy five bucks. But you get a uh, T-shirt uh, that proclaims you as a reverend of the Righteous Rabbit. Oh. And <laughs> I don't want to cool do thing, that, dude. This, Let's go. This is what a thousand more years of history does for the evolution <laughs> of the business mind. But you it know what they're like. The so the the owner of it actually said that uh, the reason that he did it was actually to draw kind of a parallel that okay, all the bars are shutting down, but all the the places of worship are allowed to have multiple people from multiple families, whatever. So he reclassified it kind of as a, kind of as a joke, but obviously it's gained a lot of attention just because of the audacity of it. But I don't know if they're actually going to do it. He says uh, all the proceeds they get if you become a reverend of the Righteous Rabbit, um, those proceeds go to a local charity that actually helps the homeless. So. It's kind of a, oh, that's really sensible. cool. It's a good thing, but actually, it's it's also uh, it's also pretty damn funny. Yeah. So, nice. Anyway, so that, ladies and gentlemen, has been the news on Draft Seventy Four. leads into my segment really but not really but um i love the brewery some of their stuff to me is a little gimmicky but a lot of what they do is incredible um i'm a huge black tuesday fan stuff like that and i know they have a lot of brilliant people behind their organization so when i came across this article um it's titled the brewery alumni launch a new brewery in anaheim and this is going to be called radiant beer company uh, they're hoping to open this December, but with COVID, I'm not sure that's going to happen. They're also located in Anaheim. So I don't know where they are on the tier, if they're allowed outdoor dining at this point or if it's just beer to go. I, I don't even know if Radiant has opened. Nowhere, basically nowhere in Southern California from San Luis Obispo County down. Um, it's all, we're all screwed. That region, oh, okay. Southern California region, there's no, uh, there's no sitting and eating. Oh, Okay. Well, I hopefully, I mean, like I said, I don't know if they're open currently. Um, they're going to be located at 1566 West Lincoln Avenue. The link. It's, it's I-5 adjacent, and it's very close to Disneyland and Disneyland California Adventure. Oh, yeah. I know exactly As well where as, is. like, the historic Anaheim Colony and Packing House District, so, and, like, downtown Anaheim. So it should be really close. Um, the team behind it is managing partner Jonas Nomura, Director of Brewing, Andrew Bell, and Director of Marketing, Cambria Griffith. And apparently this is not the first time that these um, people have worked together to bring an award-winning beer brand to life. They launched other brands as well at working at the Placentia's, uh, the brewery. And I, oh my gosh, I'm trying to remember what one they were. I heard it somewhere else and I can't remember. Offshoot. I think they had oh, offshoot. A, partnership, a partnership or something to do with Offshoot. So... Upon opening, Radiant Beer Company will have several beer styles available, including West Coast and Hazy IPAs, refreshing lager options, and imperial stouts with special ingredients, which I'm most excited about because I love stouts, and it's stout weather. It is stout weather. <laughs> so, um, again, they're in Anaheim at 1566 West Lincoln Avenue. I would check in to see if they're open at this point, at least get some beer to go and try to support a new brewery that's opening in a really tough time. And to uh, get excited about them. And they're also at Radiant Beer Company on, or sorry, Radiant Beer Co. on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can sign up for a newsletter at radiantbeer.com. I'm loving what's there happening in Orange County with breweries. We're getting, like, breweries are, are, you know, it's like they're seeping up from 
San Diego and just spreading in Orange County. Mm-hmm. I think it's awesome. And like I said, the brewery to me, they're they can be a little gimmicky, but they're very creative. And most of their beers are amazing. So people that have worked closely and have done other side projects, I think is going to be amazing for opening this. Well, hopefully these companies are going to like collectively have a bunch of events for the public whenever we're able to be a public again. I think it's going to be once once the vaccine hits and people feel safe getting out. <laughs> I think it's going to be a shit show everywhere. People are going to yeah, lose their minds oh, yeah, getting out of their house. It's going to be like a know, renaissance again. <laughs> Our economy is going to get be a like, shot in the arm. I was going to say, it's going to be like in and out, 14-hour wait. It's going to fucking explode. That's so funny. Oh, my gosh. Dude, how, how expensive is Vegas going to be when everyone can go out again, dude? We're like, oh, you want to go to Excalibur? That's $600 a night. <laughs> you know, like, I would die. <laughs> fuck that. <laughs> Now pouring the booze cast. All right, well we're getting uh, we're getting towards the end, but we do have one more segment uh, to get to uh, during the the month of Oc- uh, month of October. Fuck, where am I? Oh uh, wow! I don't want to go backwards in time Whoa. in 2020. Whoa! <laughs> during the month of December uh, here in there 2020, uh, we are going to do um, some fun facts about your favorite Christmas movies. And today's uh, movie that we're featuring, and I watched it last night, because last night, my tradition is when I'm setting up the tree, I watch Elf. I drink wine, I eat the frosted Christmas cookies, the cheap-ass ones that you get at, like, Avon's or Ralph's that are in the, <laughs> in the tin? section. Oh, okay, no, gotcha. No, no, those are, those are the sugar ones. I, okay. I, I, I got to have the frosting, the soft frosting cookies. Oh, God. Yeah, oh, okay. All right. That's, yeah, that's yeah, the, yeah. the taste of the season right there when I'm setting up the tree. And then I make a filet and drink really good wine and watch Christmas Vacation once it's all done. Nice. So that's a tradition that wow, that sounds good. That's a great tradition, man. I like that. It's not a bad, not a bad tradition, and that happened last night. I was yeah. feeling a little bit this morning. I actually ended up drinking a whole bottle of wine uh, last night. Go me. COVID-free, way to be. Let's get drunk. <laughs> it's the hardest working liver in the galaxy, Morty. So, um, but anyway, so here are some fun facts about Christmas Vacation. Uh, one of the things, so the original Vacation that first came out back in 1980 was based on a short story by John Hughes. And everyone knows John Hughes. He's involved in God knows how many projects. I think I think he was involved in Home Alone projects, wasn't he? I don't know. John Hughes is is famous. Uh, look him up. He does he does everything you liked as a kid. Anyways, um, he wrote a short story called Summer '58, and based a vacation off of that. Eventually, this one Christmas Vacation is based off the second short story in that series, Christmas '59. And really? the whole scene where Whoa. Chevy Chase is uh, sitting up in me. the attic. Oh, uh, watching the 9mm watch, or whatever? Watching the old movies. One of them is actually like Christmas 59 or something. Kind of a reference to the short story that it came from. Huh. Um, so That's the home, sick, dude. I didn't know that. That's awesome. I didn't know any of that. That's of, so cool. It's one of my favorite movies. Oh, well, you're going you're gonna to learn Same. a lot Obviously, of Obviously, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah, <how can laughs> I've already seen be, it right? once this year. I mean... Me and my boys are always like, it's officially the holidays when you watch that movie for the first time. You know what I mean? 100%. percent Every time it's 100%. on, we watch it. I think I've seen it five times already. Nice. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. All right. So speaking of those old movies that he was watching, the house that the, that the, those scenes took place in, you know, the old gritty looking, old school looking stuff that he was watching on the old projector, that was the same house that was in the old TV show Bewitched. Remember, oh, uh, no, I watched that, the, yeah. Sure. With Darren. Her nose. 
Yeah, Darren yeah. and Samantha. Samantha Stevens, yeah. Dude, you watched Nick at Night, didn't you? I no, did. I watched it like during the day. Like I was a little kid uh, and I would come on during on the channel, day. Always on All Channel right. 5 for some reason, but yeah. Yeah, I didn't have so Nick at Night. Exact Can you do the same thing with uh, the nose song? The ding ling ling. No. <laughs> Yeah, so that's the uh, same house that they filmed Bewitched in. That's actually on the Warner Brothers back lot on what's called Blondie Street uh, on the Warner Brothers back lot. Fun fact, every piece of that neighborhood there in Christmas Vacation is on the Warner Brothers back lot. Oops, and the yeah. home where Todd and Margot live, I don't know, Margot. <laughs> what is the floor wet, Todd? <laughs> that home might look familiar because that's where Roger Murtaugh lived in Lethal Weapon, who is Oh, lover. yeah, for sure. It looks super I'm familiar. too old yeah. for this shit. Same oh, yeah. house. There you go. I'm getting too old for this, Margo. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there were only two Christmas movies released in 1989, the same year that this uh, Christmas Vacation came out. The other one was Prancer. You guys remember Prancer? Oh, yeah. That was like the, the uh, it was the the reindeer movie, right? Yeah, it was about the reindeer. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's with the guy that looks like my uncle. Is it Sam Sam Elliott? Like, it, no, I think it was like a cartoon. Oh. No, no, no. It was uh, it was it was actually like, I Is remember it, it was Sam like Elliott? a puppet and stuff. It might be Sam. Uh, I'd have to look that up. Oh, really? I okay. I don't so but much remember Sam Elliott being in any Christmas. Movie. One of the stars. <laughs> I'm pretty <laughs> sure, you guys. Was it? Well, I can tell you one of the stars of Prancer was a little boy named Johnny Galecki, who also played Rusty Griswold in oh. Christmas Vacation. Oh, nice. Also, fun fact, Johnny Galecki is in... Oh, wait, who is it? Sam yes, Elliott. Sam Elliott, look at that. Yep. Sam Elliott. So Save what other... Um, you guys know where else Johnny Galecki <laughs> is? No. Where? The name sounds so really familiar. familiar. He is in... He was Oh, come on, dude. You guys got it. No? Nope. Very, very popular uh, TV show with a bunch of nerds in it. Uh, Big Bang. Oh, mm -hmm. no. Oh, yeah, Big Bang. Ice Howard. Big Bang. Yep. Johnny Wait, Galecki. is he the guy that also was Roseanne on Roseanne? He was the boyfriend then? Like, he was mm. one of the boyfriends for Darlene? That I don't know. That might be. I mean. Because I thought yeah, he's, he's like the same guy, I think. So, yeah, I think so. Possibly. I knew I yeah, saw Yeah, Rusty Griswold is in uh, Big Bang Theory. Oh, that's so weird. He like totally grew into like a, oh, interesting. Yeah, weird. That's amazing. Right, cool. Yeah, Thank you. Cool. That's You've changed know. my perspective <laughs> on everything. Here's a little, uh, a little uh, side tie here. Um, so Christmas Vacation does have ties to Wonderful Life. It's a Wonderful Life. It actually, they show <laughs> a little bit of the film in Christmas Vacation. But it's a uh, Frank Capra actually made It's a Wonderful Life, and Frank Capra's Capra's grandson, Frank Capra the Third, is the assistant director for Christmas Vacation. Oh, so a, oh ties it all in. That's pretty cool. A little cool. bit of a tie. Um, okay, that's another uh, good one here. This one's not really actually that uh, surprising. Roger Ebert did not like the film. <laughs> <laughs> What he was a thumbs down. Oh, <laughs> was yeah. One thumb up and one thumb down. Here's, Roger, here's how you was Roger Ebert the big one? Hey Roger, yes. you know yeah. what you should do with those thumbs, right? <laughs> he uh, he described the movie as curious in how close it comes to delivering on its material. Sequence after sequence seems to contain all the necessary material to be well on its way toward a payoff, and then somehow it doesn't work. So, uh, he was hating. Yeah. That yeah. shit, dude. That shit pays off in dividends. Yeah, I disagree. 
Here's another little fun connection here. Aunt Bethany. You remember Aunt Bethany? Yes. Uh, yeah. oh, did I break wind? <laughs> sorry, she did goes, I break wind? Same, remember, she's like, I pledge allegiance to the flag. Would she say in grace? She died years ago. The <laughs> blessing. Um, so Aunt Bethany is, this is the final film of that actress named Mae Questel. She began her career as the voice of Betty Boop back in 1931. No, what? Nick told me that, and I was that's like, no amazing. way. And I looked oh. it up, and it was true. That's a, the blessing. That's amazing, dude. The that's blessing. so cool. Uh, it's the only, only film in the Vacation franchise that doesn't have that Holiday Road song on it. Oh. Um, oh. Oh. Let's talk Randy Quaid real quick as oh. Cousin Eddie. <laughs> He's a nut job. Let's get that. He is a little wackadoodle. A little Eddie? bit. Yeah. But, He's good for that role. Eddie? So at the end of the film, <laughs> uh, when the police raid uh, the Griswold home, they have that, here comes Santa Claus, or that kind of vintage Santa Claus. Yeah. Yes. That's sang by Gene Autry, that particular song. Oh. Randy Quaid is the third cousin of Gene Autry. Whoa. Damn. So a little side It's one of those there. just crazy, weird families, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, where they're just, like, everywhere, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Um, let's see. And I think uh, I want to make sure that I didn't miss anything else on here. I forgot to go and highlight uh, the good ones on here. <laughs> the good ones. It's that movie. They're all good ones. They are. Oh, uh, 100%. <laughs> this is um, all stuff I did not know. I didn't know uh, anything of... Uh, any of this about this movie. A movie you've seen like a million so times. So many times. It was a <laughs> oh, it's true. You don't, really, you don't really think about it. Uh, no. Well, in some That's of this stuff, I feel like star. some people already know. Like, uh, <laughs> it's a sewage treatment plan. It's a sewage treatment plan. But like, uh, <laughs> Mr. Shirley, for instance, He's is like, Bill Murray's <laughs> brother. Uh-huh. I think most people know that. Brian Doyle Murray. Okay, uh, so okay. I didn't know that, but I swear to God, he looked like him, yep. Bill Murray. Yeah, Mr. Shirley, and actually, uh, Brian, Doyle, Brian Doyle Murray appears in a ton. He's okay, actually appeared, obviously, He's in a the... movie with Chevy Chase. Um, he, he was the yeah. uh, in charge of all the caddies in Caddyshack. He was yep. the mayor in uh, Groundhog Day. Um, yep, yep. What else? There's one other one that he uh, he was in uh, that. Uh, with, uh, anyway. He's not but with yeah. Bill Murray, but on Seinfeld, he's the Bubble Boy's dad. Oh, is really? <laughs> no, Brian Doyle Murray is hilarious. He drives he's, a Yoo-Hoo truck. <laughs> it's hard to miss. <laughs> uh, pretty much all the scenes were filmed in Breckenridge, Colorado, not in uh, Chicago. Holy shit! So a little another little fun fact. Wow! Damn. Yeah, so um, I think there's one more in here that I thought was actually really interesting. That uh, Oh, Cousin Catherine, you know, uh, Eddie and Catherine? Uh-huh. So the lady that plays uh, Cousin Catherine, Miriam Flynn, um, actually voiced a number of Looney Tunes, uh, which close being a Wiley is near and dear to my heart. Uh, sure. Looney Tunes yeah. stuff. She was Taz's mother right? in uh, Tasmania. Okay. Uh, she lent her vocal talents to the land before time and also portrayed Ma the elderly sheep in Babe. She know, was Ma? Yeah. Do you know you what? You guys uh, remember? There's you know, Babe. Yeah, Babe comes back. <laughs> oh my god, should I get him and put him to see if he talks in front of the Yeah, go get go grab him. Let's let's Hey, does it babe. say what character it was from the land before time? Because like I had yeah, to watch I that movie know. a lot. Because me yeah, and my me sister too. like I had to watch that movie a lot. 
Uh, sadly, it doesn't on here, but I mean, I'm sure that's. Gotcha. I bet she, I bet she was Ducky. Ducky. I don't. Ducky, you know what? I've Ducky never fly? Actually... No. Ducky fall. <laughs> and don't judge me, but I've never actually watched uh, Land Before Time. Oh, you're missing out, dude. What am I missing out on? Uh, no, I, 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 know, I said I've never actually watched Land Before Time, oh. so. Okay, look at how cute my babe is. He's got his little hair. All right, let's hear it. Yeah. Okay, let's see if he still talks. Uh oh. What's oh, it? What, like what did that come out of? Sounds like he's gonna poo. It sounds like he's gonna poo. His his batteries. Hang Aww. on, his batteries must be low. It's the. Uh, I've only had him since pig. like 1994. It's poopa pig. Maybe 95. I might have been like 10. Poopa pig. <laughs> Hold on, guys. Get the voice box up. It's Peppa's brother. Oh, you know, while you're doing that, here, one other, uh, one other quick thing here. <laughs> so, um... Don't worry, babe. The gotcha. director of uh, Christmas Vacation is Jeremiah Chechik. He began his career as a fashion photographer for Vogue and then moved into commercial directing. He says, I had these, uh, I made these commercials that became quite iconic here in the U.S. They were dark, sexy, a little bit ahead of their time in terms of style. But what happened is... Stanley Kubrick noticed it and happened to mention those commercials in a random interview for the New York Times, and everybody started sending this guy their scripts, and he chose Christmas Vacation because he'd never direct one. He'd never directed a movie, but he'd never Whoa. done anything comedic, and uh, that's how we got involved. With I think the I kind of can like remember some of those. Were they like Calvin Klein commercials that were all or like? Just weird, yeah, he, slow, dark, and shit. Like, yeah, he was doing all the fashion, the weird shit. Is uh, he was a guy. That's pretty cool, dude. Guys. That's oh, awesome. Wow. Yeah. Same director. Right. Wow. Let's try one more time. Some good research. Out. Okay. Yeah, that's solid. We are receiving an alien transmission. That sounds like something like I, creepy. I heard something. <laughs> I heard. He says hello. I'm a pig. What are you? I'm I a heard, sheep pig. Uh, welcome to Taco Bell. What can I take your order? Yeah, I know. It needs batteries, you guys. It's like from 1995, okay? You change those batteries. I'm pretty impressed that those batteries lasted from 95. Look at how cute he is. He's so cute. What brand is that? Because they're good. <laughs> it is Play School. I got it at Universal Studios. Wow. All right, I'm a so cheap pig. Let's get in. We got one more beer of the day, which I believe is mine. Thank you. All right. Yeah, thank you. All right. So today I am drinking. This reminds me. What's that? Uh, is it the Uber Eats? Like, today I am having with, uh, with Sir oh, Patrick yeah. uh, Stewart. And uh, <laughs> so the beer, uh, the beer I'm having today, uh, Luke Hamill. Oh, Luke Hamill. God Some damn it. Mark, oh, Mark Hamill. Skywalker. He does play Luke. So what I'm having today is... <laughs> is this one right here? What here. is it? Devil's Delight. Ooh. Devil's Delight from Doom, Doom Town. Boom Town Brewery. It's a hazy double IPA. Wow, we got a lot of like double IPAs today. Triple hazy double. And I gotta be honest, I got into it only because the can looked really fucking cool. I'm like, ooh, look at that. Um, it is 8.2% ABV. No <laughs> IBUs are listed. There is not much to be said about this particular beer, like at all. Something about it, about what the hops are in it. But there's no like I feel like the days of breweries 
writing up descriptions and stuff is probably gone. <laughs> that ship sailed. Nail in the coffin. Right? Because they Done. don't really write much about it. They're like, yeah, it's got these hops. So right. Why don't you just drink it, you know? Figure it out. I guess it's got yep. 007 the... Mosaic and, and Vic Secret hops. Ooh, Vic tasting, Secret. Tasting notes, orange marmalade, honeydew, and herbal tea. I don't know if I'm getting that from marmalade. here because, you know, I'm not really a hazy guy, but it's good. This guy's got three seven nine. I think stats uh, like that are interesting. Yeah, I think those stats are interesting. I think it's nice to understand the components of something, but people don't care. Is it good? Would you buy it again? Well, I mean, if I was a hazy guy, probably because it doesn't taste like a double. Like it doesn't like hit you, and it, it's not that really heavy kind of taste. Yeah. Um, but I'm. But I just like the the crisp, clean. Crispy, I think, clean. Honestly, the best beer I've had recently was uh, that collaboration between uh, kind of local California breweries, uh, Made West and um, There Does Not Exist. Their Mosaic uh, oh, collaboration yeah. is so far my favorite. My God, that, that IPA is so freaking good. It's a clear IPA, which makes me happy, but. I'd like, to, I'd like to give a shout out to Highland Park Brewery because I've had some clear IPAs from them that are phenomenal. HBB. So fucking good. If you can get your hands on anything that they're doing right now, they have a Pilsner that's hoppy and any like their West Coast IPAs are amazing. I'm down. I saw something about them recently on one of the Facebook groups, the craft beer Facebook groups I'm in. I don't remember what it was, but I made it was a drink note. It, Wiley. it was drink it, Wiley. It was drink it. Oh, fair. Yeah. It's a message from beyond. Just drink it. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, well, I think we're getting to the end of Draft 74. Let's give a big shout-out and a big hand to the guru. All right. Oh. Hour. Thank you. Appreciate oh, wait, it. Wait, wait, for, uh, for Sandro. Yo. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> but you can find us... You can find us online at boozeleague.com. Um, you know, it's the Christmas season. Go and buy your special person something up there. Glasses, growlers, Buy yourself something. Face hey, masks. You face masks? It's Come like on. a one for me, one for you type yeah, of thing. Yeah, there it. you go. You will not regret this 64-ounce growler. The growlers are epic. No, you won't. Keep it crispy. Yeah, I need to get one. Yeah, growlers are... Badass. Yeah, badass. Um, you can also find us on uh, Twitter, at Booze League, Instagram. You can also text us if you want, 805-892-6116. And, um... Thanks, Kamish. Well, hey, we just had one hour, five minutes, so we gotta go. Go. Oh, yeah, yeah. go. Time to roll out. Peace. Out of Thanks, guys. Thanks. Thanks for listening. Cheers, Cheers guys. I'm a man on a mission with no misses and I'm looking for love Oh, I'm just looking for love It's gotta be against the law to look this damn good